see everyone here. Turn with me to Luke 10. Luke 10. Luke chapter 10. I want you to open your Bible with me. And let me encourage you, I haven't done it in a while. Bring your hard copy with you. Now, I'm as bad as anyone. When I go to a church where I'm not preaching, I'll take my phone and I'll read my Bible on the phone. I don't have any problem with you doing that, even here today. But what we're trying to do here today in our home church, this is our home church, right? What we're trying to do is sit down together. I wish I had a seat. I'd sit down with you. We're trying to study God's Word, and we want to learn something. We want to learn something. Yeah, see, I could get me one. We want to learn something, right? My goal is for us to learn something today. And, you know, by the way, sometimes when I preach, I learn stuff. I don't learn it all in study. I don't learn it all. I don't have it all figured out. Sometimes I learn why I'm preaching. But our goal is to learn something. My goal is not to thrash you, okay? Sometimes you might need a thrashing. If you get a thrashing, I pray it's the Holy Spirit that's thrashing you. You may think I'm angry sometimes. I don't mean to sound that way. I am pretty, I'm pretty into some things when I'm preaching. Can you agree with that? You that's heard me for a few years, you understand that, right? Oh, he's not mad. He's just into it today. Or he had too much coffee or whatever it was. Uh, you never know. Maybe too much coffee might be, the, might be the deal. But we're here to learn something from God's Word. And I want you to leave here. I, I, I don't care how high you jump. I don't care how many. Uh, I, I advise you not to try to walk on the pews because these chairs will flip over. I don't care if you walk the chairs. I don't care if you jump up and shout. And I don't care if you do praise the Lord. But when we get done, that doesn't interest me one way or the other. What interests me is this, that if anybody here does not know Jesus as their Savior, that today they would give their heart to Jesus. My second thing is that you as the Christian person would learn something from God's Word from what we're doing. That's my goal. I'm not here to entertain you. I hope I'm not deflating you. I hope I don't put all of you to sleep. If I do, I'll wake you up at the end of the service. So just kind of give you a public announcement, right? That public service announcement about why we're here, right? That's why we're here. Our living and praising God is, is not just in this building. I want you to praise God when we sing. I want you to say amen while I'm preaching. But our, our, most of our life is lived out there. And I want to help you live out there. You got me? I want to help you live out there. All right, that's the public service announcement. Okay. Got to do those every now and then. Look with me, chapter 10, verse 38. Now, what we're going to look at here is the story of Martha and Mary and, and, and Jesus. And there's a lesson here for us to learn. And it came to pass, as they went, that he, Jesus, entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Now, this story is all about Martha. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at the feet of Jesus, sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. 
But Martha was cumbered or disturbed, cumbered about much serving, and came to Jesus and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bitter, therefore, that she helped me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Now, this is a woman's text, I, I, I feel. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you as a woman, you're either going to pitch in there help or you're going to sit there and watch when there's a big gathering. Right? You're going to pitch in and help or you're going to mess up. You know, it's just a woman's thing. Martha comes to Jesus and, and she says, Lord, you don't even care that she's sitting over there watching why I'm doing all the work. I mean, it's a Christian thing, too, to get upset because i got to do all the work. You know, I'm the only one that has to be here every time the service, the doors are open. You know what I'm saying? i got to be here all the time whether I want to or not. I, I think y'all ought to be like that, too. Right? And, and you say, well, preacher, you just love the Lord so much you always want to be here. No, I don't always want to be here. I, sometimes I come when I don't want to come. And, and, and if I didn't, I wouldn't come. Right? And sometimes the joy of the Lord is not in my strength that day. It's just, you know, I'm like that boy that his mother woke him up. He was a preacher. That's why he had to show up because he was a preacher. I'm that kid sometimes. I wish I could say I enjoyed the God, serving God all the time. You can't serve God all the time if you're only going to serve God when you enjoy it. Right? I don't enjoy funerals. I don't enjoy But this is a great text for us to learn from. And it, it, it gets inter, intertwined in family issues too, doesn't it? And Christian family issues. So, Martha, Mary, prominent people in the Lord's uh, ministry, weren't they? They lived in Bethany, and they're, they're prominent in the Gospels. And I'm assuming that this is the Martha and Mary that had a brother named Lazarus. Okay? And so Jesus came to the village there. And he stayed with them. Now, we don't know if he came by himself. Now, you ladies, my wife, where's she at? Where's my wife? i got to be careful what I say today. Debbie, could you go work in the nursery? Now, my wife has adapted to me. Let me say that to, to open this up. She's adapted somewhat to me. But she does not want to me to bring people with me home without her knowing it how many ladies are like that okay how many of you guys love to do things without any planning all right we got some of you like that i'm that guy i will plan a hundred people with no plan deacons can confirm that i have a habit of doing things without any plan <laughs> i've been criticized for 40 years rightly so and that's just who i am and Lord, help me. But it, when it comes to Debbie now, she likes to know. So I see Jesus coming here. and We don't have all the information from the text. I don't know if Jesus was just by himself. I don't know if he had them 12 knuckleheads with him. Right? He may have had the whole bunch of them. I, we don't know. And so 
we automatically want to pounce on Martha for saying, I'd like to know what's going on before you bring it on me. <laughs> In reality, we can't do that, can we? Right? So, let's look at this thing. We, we assume this is the same Martha and Mary that there are the others. And these two sisters are, are they're different. They're definitely different, aren't they? There's a Martha and there's a Mary, right? And in our Christian church, there's a Martha and there's a Mary, right? There's a Martha and Mary. I've, I've got Martha and Mary in my home. And they're Martha and Mary. Yeah, they really are. And so, you know, we think about this, and there are we know that there's different personality types in the world, right? Some people, you know, they've got different terminology to explain them. But it says in verse 38 that Martha received Jesus into her house. Okay, met him at the door. And I may be oversimplifying the situation, but I want us to learn something about living out the Christian life. Living out the Christian life. That's what I want us to learn something about. Like I said, we don't know the details. Verse 40, verse 40, it says, And Martha was cumbered or distracted. She was, some of you in your translation will have the word distracted, which is a good word for you to understand. And Martha was cumbered about with much serving, cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, thus do not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone. How many times have I heard this in 40 years? Preacher, where are the helpers? Why is it always on the same group? Why does 90% of the people watch? 10% of the people do the work at church. Those of you in the 90, we would welcome you to join the 10, and we'll probably lose someone when you do, and it will equal 90-10 again. <laughs> now that, that's what's going on. Can we change these statistics? Only you can. I can't. So Martha is cumbered about. She's stressed out. I mean, can you see it? It kind of makes me think maybe there's more Jesus might have brought the, the whole. And I'm not using Jesus bringing the 12 to justify me bringing my 12 home. I'm not doing that. Uh, that's not my underlying subliminal message to you. <laughs> that's not my message. Y'all got that? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm like Jesus. No way. But there's probably a lot going on. There's been a lot going on, and she's, she's just distracted and stressed out. Now, Martha is a very engaged person. Let me warn you, if you are the engaged person, and that's who we generally get to do things at church, that person that wants to be engaged. Thank God for you. You know, I, sometimes I explain my calling to preach very simple. That if I had to sit where you are through 40 years of sermons, I don't know that I could have done it. It's maybe that simple. But Martha is that engaged person. She's serving. She's got a serving spirit and a wonderful spirit. And we ought to have a serving spirit, shouldn't we? Now, maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe something just happened and Mary wouldn't help her. Maybe they had a sister fight. 
Do you think they had sister fights back in the Bible days? Oh, well, maybe that's who you are, Cheryl. Maybe, maybe. I got five girls, five granddaughters. I'm getting a grandson. Hey, I know about sister fights. That, that's scary if you've never been around. It can be violent. So maybe they were just having a fight. Maybe there was an argument. Maybe, maybe Mary was helping and she just said, I'm done. I, I, I've had all I can do. I've got to take a break. Right? We don't know why. But verse 40, it says that Martha, it's all on her now. Right? She's got the burdens of the world on her at the moment. And she said, it says that she was cumbered about much serving. See, it does, she's not cumbered by the serving. She's cumbered about while she's serving. If you'll read that text. She's cumbered about serving. And came to Jesus and said, Lord, doth thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bitter, therefore, that she helps me. Martha. Now, should Mary have been helping? All right, who said that Mary should have been helping? Raise your hand. Okay. How many says that she shouldn't have been helping? Raise your hand. Okay, we got both views here. Okay, so many opinions. We got many opinions. Now, serving is a vital part of the Christian life. Let's, let's, let's set that down. Serving God is a vital part of the Christian life, and you receive grace from God in service. God blesses you. God gifts you, and, and it's good to serve God, and the more you serve God, the more of God's grace you get. That's just a means of grace. That is an understood truth. Every Christian group in the world agree with me on what I just said. Serving is a very important part of life. It's a very important part of our Christian life. It's a very important part of the church life. It's a very important part of the home life. And by the way, if you've got two lazy people that are married, who's going to pick up the mess? Serving others is an important part. Now, Jesus' answer is not to say you don't have to serve God. That's that, don't take that. You don't have to serve at church. You don't have to serve. You could just just take off. Don't don't take that. That's not what he's saying. Don't make that jump. That's a flawed assumption. Now, what Mary did. Martha did, rather. What Martha did that was right. Let's look at this. I, because this is about Martha. It's really not about Mary. Number one, she came to Jesus about it. Do you see? I didn't see that when I first read this. She came to Jesus. Notice verse 40. And, and she came to him. She came to him. She didn't just carry this resentment in her heart. Anybody guilty? Just being angry? She took it to the Lord. She talked to the one in charge. Don't let it bottle up. That would be a lesson for us to learn. Now, like I said, maybe Martha and Mary had, had discussed this situation and, 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 you know, maybe they had an argument about it, but, but Martha comes to Jesus. Now, don't assume that Martha is the bad guy. You've got to stay away from that. 
or that Mary's the bad guy. Mary may have went to the feet of Jesus because she'd had all she could stand. We don't, we don't want to make any assuming judgments there. There's a lesson. Number one, come to Jesus with it when you're burdened, when you're over, overloaded. M Matthew chapter 11, 28 and 29. And listen, some of us suffer from church burnout. I've been burned out about seven times. I have quit about 1,027, I think it's up there now. That's a part of life. And, and, you know, burnout. If you're burnout with your marriage, join the rest of us. <laughs> I don't know how much I'm joking about that. Now, he went, she went to the leader, Jesus. She went to Jesus. Got to take it to the Lord. Matthew 11, 28, coming to me all year, labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. God has a rest for his people. He'll give you rest. Jesus can lighten the burden. Jesus can change the burden. He don't always take you around it, and he don't want you to back up away from it. He'll almost always take you through it. Secondly, she unloaded her frustration on Jesus. And she's, con she's con uh, just concerned and, and, and distracted. And it, she came to him and said, Lord, you don't care. Did you see that in the text? Lord, you don't, you don't even care. She's complaining to Jesus. You know it's okay to complain? Can you believe I said that? It's okay to complain. Just make sure you complain to somebody that can help you with it. Okay? I may be able to help you with it. You come complain to me, I might complain right back at you. You know, we can join our hands and form us a, a, a pity party group, right? But she complained to Jesus. And listen, most of the best workers that serve God in his church sometimes, oftentimes, get overloaded. You know what? You've got to be honest with the Lord and honest with yourself and say, Lord, I've got it up to here. Because you're too much like Martha. You won't stop. You'll just go under. you got to realize when you need help. Lord, he, she said, Lord, do you not care? And the curse of the church, I want to remind us again, 90% of the people are willing to watch. I, we had a bus driver that's no longer a bus driver anymore. And I told that bus driver, I said, you be careful. These old Baptists know how to survive for a long term. They'll let you drive the bus every time if you'll volunteer. Make them be accountable for what they said they'll do. And isn't it true that we will, almost all of us, not feel any guilt and allow someone else to take the job over and do it for us? We ought to feel ashamed, but we really get proud of it, and we take it like God delivered us. And look what God did for me. <laughs> oh. Now, Jesus doesn't coerce service. He doesn't force service. So it's a willing offering of ourselves to God. We're pouring our out, ourselves out like the woman who poured the, the alabaster box of ointment on the head of Jesus when we're serving God. We're pouring out our life, our time, and our money, and our attention 
we're pouring it out for Jesus. And we may be rewarded by seeing something good happen, but we may not till we get to heaven. And we see Martha's request in verse 40. She said, Lord, bid her to help me. Bid her to help me. Jesus said no on that one. Then he didn't say, did he? But he didn't help. He didn't tell her to help it. Uh oh. So the answer to my uh, crisis in my life may not be help. It may be grace. Over in Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse eight, Paul prayed about a problem that he had, didn't he? You remember Paul praying about the problem? He prayed three times. That word thrice means three. Okay. And the Lord didn't answer his prayer according to what Paul wanted. Paul said, no, I'll give you grace. I'll give you grace to bear it. Paul asked for an answer. He didn't get the answer he wanted. But God said, I got something better. I'll give you grace to go through it. That's good, isn't it? Now, God doesn't always answer our cries. I don't know why it is when we're baby Christian, it seems like God answers our cries more often, but as we mature, he allows us to mature. He allows us to work our way through our problems. Are you tired of that yet? Anybody tired of that? God's grace is sufficient to help you. He will not allow more to come on you that you're able to bear, but God doesn't want us all to be two-year-old toddlers as Christians he wants us to grow up. Now, let me tell you something. This thing of codependency and all that stuff, there, there's reality to that. And you've got to let other people around you grow up too. You know, Martha, 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 how many of these dinners are you going to take on? Martha, can't you say no? All of those things. See, we don't have all the details. So there's open, it's just wide open for us to learn. Martha, there's sometimes you need to say no. Wouldn't y'all agree? And there's sometimes Mary needs to get up. Right? We don't have all those things. Now, we see the next thing, the Lord's tender rebuke. I like to use the word tender because it is a tender rebuke. It's not an outright rebuke. It's a very tender rebuke. Look at verse 41. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, Dale, Dale. Remember Charlie, my predecessor? Keith, Keith. The Lord wants your attention when he says your name. Right? The Lord wants your attention real bad when he says it twice. Martha, Martha. She wants, he wants her to listen. His answer, thou art careful, full of care. You are full of concern. What do we do? We need to take them to the cross and leave them with Jesus. He said, you're very careful. You're, you are careful and troubled about many things. You know what? If I was Martha, I'd say, Lord, I didn't come in here for an x-ray. I didn't come in here you to give me some kind of lecture. I didn't come in here for you to straighten me up. I came in here because I want Mary to get off her rear and come in here and help me. 
But the Lord answered her in the way God always answers. When you're complaining about somebody else, he always sticks that mirror up there, doesn't he? And he makes us look into our own self. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for being God. He said, you're troubled about many things. We, I think we can assume that if Martha could have got the things troubling her taken care of, she could have probably had the free spirit of Cheryl, I mean Mary, and served on. Oh, it's much service that's killing me. I, it's just I've got to do so much. That's what's, no, that's not what's killing you. It's, hey, it's not what you eat. It's what's eating you. It's not what you take on outwardly, but it's what you're carrying inside that is burdening you and making the weight so hard. Well, uh, he didn't criticize her, her serving. He just rebuked her for the carrying the burdens. She should have laid them on him, and now she's going to, I suppose. But it's good to serve we need to be like a Martha. It's vital in the Christian life. It's vital in our home life. It's vital. But there is one thing more important than serving. How do you get God's help? You get God's help by being at the feet of Jesus. And so Jesus goes on with his rebuke. And he says this, verse 42. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Martha, Martha, you're cumbered about. You're just distracted by all that's going on. You're troubled on every side. You're just so fearful of, of everything. You're, you're carrying the burden, the emotional burden of the world. And, and let me tell you, I'm not going to make uh, Mary come in here and help you because that really will not help you. It will just be a temporary help for the situation. You need to learn what Mary is doing, and you'll get your help. See, the work was getting the best of her. And let me say, the more responsible you are about service, and the more you want to take care of business, the, the more you're apt to be Martha and to carry that burden. But we've got to get help from God. Verse 39, and she had a sister, Martha had a sister named Mary, which sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. She's at the feet of Jesus. Now, I don't even know that she's at the feet of Jesus in the text. That's an assumption, right? We know that she sometimes has been at the feet of Jesus. Now, listen, listen to, listen to me. We come here to this church service. I hope you don't just come to be seen. I hope you just don't come because it's the observant day of Christian worship, the Christian Sabbath. I hope that when you're coming to the Lord's house, to church, I hope you're coming for help. And I'm hoping you're praying for the poor, weak preacher God sent you. And he needs help. And if you were a better Christian, he'd sent you a better preacher. 
you got what you got, you better pray. But we come for help. I don't have the answers. The Bible does. The Holy Spirit does. And I depend on Him to speak to your heart as I speak audibly from the pulpit. Is that not why we're here? And that's why we don't like running around, goofing off, and in and out and all that. We need to hear from the Holy Spirit. We come for help, don't we? Now, now let me tell you something. <clears throat> One thing I don't like in our church, like the Thanksgiving dinner, I love Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday morning, but about 20 ladies were down in the fellowship hall preparing for the dinner. I'm not being critical of the ladies. That's just the way we do things around here. But where was the help that day? You know what I'm saying? What's our main purpose? To come to the auditorium service for God to speak to our hearts through His Word, not, not just because I'm up here, but because a preacher's up here designated by us to be our speaker. We're here for God to speak and help us and encourage us. And everything we do, listen, here's my point. I, I don't want anybody to feel bad about what I just said, but I wanted to say it because it needed to be said. But everything we do should be pointing in the same direction. Help. And I'm just asking leaders in different areas to try to be on board with that and try to point everything to what we're doing in the auditorium during the worship time. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. That would cover talking and cutting up in church and having your own conversation about something with someone while the preaching's preaching and while the singing's singing. We need to sing to God when singing comes up. We need to hear from God when the preaching comes up. Okay, so did we get anything straightened out there? Anybody say amen besides one? Pretty lonely up here sometimes. What does it mean to sit at the feet of Jesus? And I'll close. Now this is not saying that Martha is superior to Mary. Mary is superior to Martha and Martha vice versa. It's not saying that. There's a lesson through Martha that we learn Mary had it down. She was sitting at the feet of Jesus, or at least had been sitting at the feet of Jesus. She needed that time. She needed that time. Let me tell you something. I feel bad that people are over there taking care of babies for us because there's a need for us to be in the God meeting. Don't have an answer for all of it. But we need to learn to sit at the feet of Jesus. When you come to church, don't let your kids run in and out and all over the place and miss the preaching service. We have one over the children, one here for adults. Don't let them miss it. It's important. What does it mean to sit at the feet of Jesus? Well, it means going to church together. It, we could talk about our personal time, our, our devotional time at home. We could talk about that. But it's sitting under the teaching and the preaching and the instruction of God's Word. It's devoting ourselves to the fellowship, our celebration time, our prayer time in our church. It's devoting ourselves to praise God through the music and participating in the music and singing along. Because when we put something in, we get more out. Have you ever heard of a, if you have no deposit, no return? Oh, that's getting old now, isn't it? They sang a song. We were a great Christmas musical last night, and they sang, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. And, and you know, most of the people didn't even know what they were singing. And they, they changed it and made it wonderful. 
But most of you don't even get that story. Worship service is a vital part of our Christian life. We need it. And you say, well, I can't tell any difference. I, I, I went, I can't tell any difference. You, it's not, it doesn't work that way. It's over a long, long period of time that it changes our life. You know, you think you know me by being at church one time? You don't know anything about who I am by being here ten times. By the way, I got news for you. You really don't know who I am until you come back on Sunday night and Wednesday night. Do you know God? I'm not trying to be God. But you don't know God by showing up every now and then. We need to be faithful. It's required in stewardship that we are faithful. And then over the process of years, it changes and makes us and forms us into the Christian person God wants us to be. The teaching of God's Word, the Bible study time. Uh, when you come, bring your Bible, bring your pen, bring your notepad. And, and, and when you're in your Bible time, in, in your small group, discuss and be a part of the discussion. We're here, we're here to spend time at the feet of Jesus. That's it. That's it. So Martha, Martha, what do you need to do Verse 42, one thing. What? One thing? Did you say Jesus? Did you say one thing? This is in red letter. It's in red letter. People come to me about marriage counseling. Do you know I charge for that? How many knew I charge for marriage counseling? As a matter of fact, some of you don't even know I repented of not doing it. Remember back years ago I said I've done with it. I don't want any more to do with it. I did. I repented of that. I did. I've, I've done marriage count. Do you know what I charge? It's more than $150 a session. You know what I charge? You have to show up for preaching two times a week. Oh, I'm not going to talk to you. You say, that's awful cruel. No, that's priority. I believe that God will say more to you in a church service than I can ever say to you in a counseling session. You want to get your life straightened out? One thing. You want your life to go awry? You want your... Oh, we need to get the... But, one thing. Did y'all see that? I, I, I was amazed. Jesus didn't say, well, let me give you a complicated answer, many things. He said, one thing is needful. Mary had chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. You know, Jesus, did you see how with wisdom he answered that? He didn't even say that, no, she don't need to help you. He said, we're not going to take this away from her. Not going to take it away from her. Don't let Ed Sullivan take your Sunday night worship service away from you. Don't let cheers take your Wednesday night service away from you. Now, that what was on last time I stayed home. I don't know what's on there. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm not trying to be overbearing on those things. I'm just trying to stress the importance. The importance. This one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. God 
calls us to assemble in our church, to be a part of our church. We come together, we learn together, we grow together, we respect one another together. We, 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 we go through experiences together. And when, when we're in the church like we should be, when something occurs in our life, we have people to be together with. That's what church is about. People who are devoted to the Lord are devoted to the people of God around them. And they grow in the grace and knowledge of God together. Church attendance is vital for that. Martha, you've got to put things in order. Nothing wrong with you serving. It's the second most important thing in, in the list. But the most important thing in the list is to be at the feet of Jesus. Mary had chosen that part. And for... Any reason, I'm not going to take it away from her, he said. I'm not going to take it away from her. Our heart must be nourished. And we, we need to make a commitment to these things that I'm speaking of. But in closing, let me say this. God so loved you that Jesus died on that cross for your sins. Listen to me. As we have our heads bowed and quietly stand to our feet, I hope you've been listening. But if you're not sure where you will spend eternity, I want you to really listen attentively to me right now. Listen, listen good. Listen. Do you know where you're going to spend eternity? If you don't know where you're going to spend eternity, I want to give you an opportunity to come forward in this invitation and we will share with you from the Bible how you can have confidence that if you died today, you would spend eternity with God in heaven. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. How many, how many here said, Preacher, if I died today, I know, I know I'd go to heaven. Just lift your hand up. Lift your hand up. The only preacher look around. Yeah. So many could not raise your hand. You couldn't raise your hand. The whole reason I wanted the people to raise their hand, I want to give you an opportunity to say with confidence, I know I would go to heaven. But you, you didn't do it, so I'm assuming you don't know. You step out right now and come to this altar and you can be, you can have full assurance of where you're going to spend eternity. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That's enough to cover your sins, but there has to be a time that you turn to Him and receive Him as your Lord and Savior. Now also today, if you need to follow the Lord in some type of service or some commitment, we invite you to come. If you just need to pray about your commitment to God, you come. If you need to be baptized, you come. If you need to unite with the church, we welcome you to come. Whatever your need is, you come. It's good to be on the altar at the end of the service. Anyone else need to come? You do God's will. Do what God wants you to do. If you need to be baptized, we welcome you to come. We'll crank that well up, get that water, and get you baptized. Most importantly, you need to be saved. All right, let's sing that out.
One more verse. Anyone need to come for any reason? You need to be saved. You come. We'll, we'll show you. You can know that you're going to heaven. So anyone else need to come? Blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb God, I All right, let's read our morning offering. We have church tonight at 6. I got that right, 6 o'clock. Encourage you to come back. Let's have prayer together now. Mark.